When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello and welcome to 49 Unbeaten, the official Arsenal Bavel podcast. I'm joined by Jack and Ben. And we're here to briefly talk about Arsenal's loss to Liverpool, but mainly to preview our upcoming Europa League quarterfinal tie against Slavia Prague. The first leg obviously happening on Thursday. Uh, So first of all, how are you both doing? It's been a while since we've done one of these with the international break. Good time to rest and relax from this not so great season. Yeah. Uh, Oh, it's just... I mean, the international break was quite nice because I didn't have to worry about Arsenal. Yeah. <laughs> right. It was a, a nice break from football and then you want it back and then obviously Liverpool happens. So, yeah, apart from that, it's been all right. Yeah. Ben? It's, it's never good to be stuck watching international football. <laughs> um, you know, you watch you watch most of the games and they're sort of like pre-season friendlies, uh, despite the fact that they're optimistic equal qualifiers. Um so it's, it's nice to have some actual football back. I was watching the Champions League last night. Realised yeah. quite how out of touch we yeah. were with that. Um, but, yeah, I mean, watching Arsenal has been a bit of a shit show this year, hasn't it? <laughs> I mean, last weekend was no different. Disaster. It was, it's, I think that's the, that was the worst way we could have come back into playing into, into domestic football. Because you look at that Liverpool team, you sort of like, you've got Kabak and Phillips at the back. You've got an out-of-form Alexander-Arnold who's just been dropped for England. And it's it was dreadful. First half managed to get through it nil nil, but that second half was appalling. Um, oh, it was appalling from start to finish. Like yeah. minute minute one was was awful. I th- in fact, that's a lie. I thought for the first five minutes or so, we actually kept hold of the ball quite well. Party was progressing it pretty well, and then it just became wave after wave of Liverpool attack. How they didn't score in the first half is beyond me. And we just to. To, to play against a side with a frail defence, as we've already mentioned, Quebec and uh, Nat Phillips have been exposed quite a few times this season, uh, especially under pressure. Trent Alexander-Arnold, as I think Gary Neville was saying on Monday Night Football, every team looks at it and goes, there's space in behind him, we can attack it. And sure, we tried to, but it was never, it was never set up properly. It was almost like hoof it into that area of the pitch and hope Aubameyang is quick enough to get there and do something with it, which for all of Aubameyang's strengths over the last few seasons, you wouldn't say he's an electric dribbler. He's not one who's going to, you know, pick up the ball, cut inside and, you know, cut inside from further out than sort of the edge of the box 
and you know unleash from you know 25 yards or so so it's, it's just it's just difficult I'm not comparing them at all because obviously Aubameyang is a much better player but if you look at what Jesse Lingard did <laughs> oh. <laughs> well yeah no you're right though and we, you we always need someone someone with that that drive and like not afraid to run in and maybe get get tackled and just go and progress. We, we don't have that and they're different players different positions mm. but Lingard went like Oradamo inside their own halves and went and scored and it wasn't the 25 yard rocket or it wasn't that but just run and we don't have that it's it's all too much like flair and Pepe I'm feeling and... it's, it's like going back I'm just so worried it's going to go back to the way it was where everyone you know like it reminded me that game sort of reminded me of do you remember the Carabao Cup final against City where we were walking and we just no one wanted to play that's what it reminded me of it just, it just didn't look like anyone to the didn't look like anyone wanted to play at no. all. I just don't want it to go back to that. But you're right. There's no like, I mean, apart from Tierney, um, who shows that bit of passion and that sort of, you know, drive. There was in that game, especially, and you know, throughout this season, there's been blips where there's been none of that at all. And I just don't want it to go back to, you know, how we were before Arteta sort of came in. But yeah, disappointing. Very disappointing. Yes, yeah, it's, it's not good to go into a crucial European game on the back of a quite humiliating 3-0 loss against, albeit the champions, but, but is it, are we in that bad of form or is that performance just cast light because it's the most recent? Because look, before that, we came back to draw 3-3 with West Ham. Um, we lost to Olympiacos, but we beat Spurs. It's a real, real mixed bag of form. You look at that, so like you beat Leicester, then you beat Olympiacos, you draw with Burnley, come back to 3 3, lose to Olympiacos, but beat Spurs. I think I think it shows what a lot of Arsenal fans don't want to know in a lot of ways, in that A, we're not good enough to play games at 60% and win them. You know, we've got to be 100% and we're not often 100%. And B, we rely so much on a 34 year old David Louise and the, the most divisive man I've ever seen in my club in Granit Xhaka, <laughs> just for any sort of ball progression. It's ridiculous. There's no no one on Saturday was taking command and saying, this is my game. I want to do something with this game. You know, this Diego Jota, Diego Jota came on and did that. You know, he, he may not have been electric, but he ended up scoring. He opened up and scoring, didn't he? So, I mean, it's just so demoralising to watch to the players that we have, they, they may they may care and be buying into the system or whatever, but none of them really have that ability to grab a game by the scruff of the neck and bring the whole team forward, apart from maybe Bukayo Saka at 19, which is in itself horrific to think about. I think that um, results, the result against West Ham, that comeback and beating Spurs, has actually, it's, it's sort of made Arsenal fans forget it's sort of, oh, yeah, it's really good in the moment. Makes us forget how bad we actually have been. We have not had a good season, but those sort of games where you saw glimpses of what we can be, yeah. do you know what I mean? We've lost 12 games. We've lost 12 games. Is it only 12? I generally thought it was more. Well, but, we've, but still, we've lost 12 games. We've been poor all season. There's, you know, we may have a good game or so, but we'll have that, you know, we may have a little run or so, but we have been shocking throughout the whole season. 
and that's because and, and we're there we're because we're, we're we're in the position we're in now because of how bad we've been it, it's, it's been throughout the entire season and it's just been you know for certain moments we've lost 12 we've won 12 and drawn drawn the other six which for someone like Arsenal historically is absolutely dreadful um but Liverpool put it to bed now is what it is we lost but uh, we've got more important things to focus on, I think. That, that game never was going to be like, that's going to define our season now, I don't think. Uh, do you disagree? Do you think that was as important as a European quarterfinal? What, Liverpool? Yeah. No. <laughs> every, no. Every thing is, every, every game's a final now. You look yeah. at it and you say, we yeah. beat, if we've beaten Liverpool, there's A, a feel-good factor around the club. Mm-hmm. You move to within, is it a point of Liverpool... You were yeah, six off Chelsea, who got spanked by West Brom. You know, Spurs drop points. You've, you, everybody is dropping points, and every game is really important for us. If we take 21 of the next 24 points, we're probably in Europe next season because I don't see anyone else keeping that sort of consistency. I don't think we will do that. But, you know, if we can, if we can go and put a run together now, it's like that season um, Emery's first where Spurs, Chelsea and Arsenal and no one wanted it. I think they took like four from the possible 50 points or something ridiculous. We needed, yeah, we needed four points from our last eight games or something, like, something stupid like that. We like lost the Palace. and But, but every time we lost and thought it was over, Chelsea lost and Spurs lost. Yeah. I mean, it's we're in 10th. I mean, se- seventh is Europe this season. Is that right? I don't what, know. The, the Conference League. <laughs> I don't know anymore. So top four get Champions League. Five, fifth obviously gets Europe. Yeah, Europa. Fifth and five and six get Europe, and then seven gets. Well, we've got we've got to remember. There's um obviously there's three English teams still in the Champions League, and obviously it could be an English final, couldn't it? Yeah, and it could be and an yeah. English Europa League final. That's what I mean. So those, you know, qualifying spaces could drop. You know, you said all the way down to the likes of seven. So. You never know. Our season's still alive. We've still got a chance to get some sort of. <laughs> I mean, but I, I don't know who drops out then. Spurs, but then they're in a bit of a. No, I've I've accepted it for a long time now. We are not getting Europe through the league. The no, only way we're going to get the only way we're going to get it is if we do win the Europa League, and you know that is even being questioned now. Like what what I will say is that winning the Europa League, although it's harder, is also safer. Because if we put blood, sweat, and tears into getting those European places yeah. and say, like, um, for example, Liverpool finish outside the top six but win the Champions League, like, it's just, yeah, we, we, get, we get knocked out. Uh, we end up, do you remember when we knocked Spurs out last season? How good that felt. Just imagine being yeah. on the receiving end of that. Going through oh. qualifying rounds, playing in, like, North Macedonia. Yeah. Oh. We'll get the Champions League and we'll get in a group with... Like Barcelona, PSG, and yeah, group death. Yeah, <laughs> you, know, you, know, you know what's funny as well. If we ended up in a group with like Barcelona, PSG, and someone like Young Boys, we are finishing bottom of that group. Yeah, <laughs> because there's no way we go to go away to Young Boys, put in a professional performance, and win like three 0 No, no chance in hell. That's such a sad thought. That's what we've come to now that we're we we would be if we got into the Champions League with the current squad we have. We would be right, right at the bottom of the group of teams. Like we'd be seeded. We'd, we'd be first seed, wouldn't we? If we win the, we, we'd win it. So we, we, we couldn't get two teams 
better than us. <laughs> we no, we we would we would get three teams better than us. We get what Dortmund, Dortmund probably. Well, Dortmund are, might not be in it. They're fifth at the moment. They're six so, points adrift. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's all speculation at the moment. We might we might not even get any European football next season, but our chances will be improved with the result in this quarter final. Um, sorry, <laughs> Prague. Interesting, interesting team. You can look at it both ways. You can look at it the way that they've beaten Leicester and Rangers to get here. Two teams who have had, obviously you can't compare, but Leicester in fourth right now, I think. Mm. Up there all the time, Rangers won the Scottish Premiership, which, depending on what you think of the Premiership, is either a really great achievement or was to be expected. Um, But there's also some controversy around them, whether they should still be in the year competition and what have you. What can we even expect from this? I'm I'm so lost right now. <laughs> Controversy. Yeah. There's going to be chaos. It's Arsenal, which means there will be chaos anyway. <laughs> because Arsenal... I, I actually watched... Um, when I was watching Liverpool, I thought... Oh, I was going through the first half. I was going through my checklist. I was like, you know what? We survived Leno coming out of his box for no reason. <laughs> We've survived Sabios giving the ball away in a stupid area. We might actually do do okay in the second half. Yeah. We pull ourselves together. We because we make these ridiculous chances for the opposition, yeah. And we put ourselves in such dangerous positions that you just don't see other teams put themselves in. Mm-hmm. And it's every game. It's so consistent. It's unbelievable. You can you can literally have a bingo card and be like, oh, that's that ticked off. That's that ticked off. I reckon you probably get eight of the nine. It's a new con- uh, content idea for Arsenal Vavil. <laughs> the Arsenal Vavil bingo card. Yeah, the bingo card. <laughs> um, but they're a hard team. They're the team that, I mean, you obviously naturally would have wanted Granada. They're the lowest ranked team, I think, in the competition. After that, you look at the teams who are left. Avoid Man United, done. Avoid Ajax, done. Uh, avoid Villarreal with the Emery hurdle done. It was a good draw, but then you look at what's happened, and it's are we are we sort of mature enough as a team, or do we have enough strength about us? If something happens, if there's a, another incident, if something like that happens, to either do something about it or overcome it. I don't know if we have that with Tierney out as well you look at Xhaka to be the leader in that team he's a doubt what happens do we have that about us as a team at the moment I don't know we'll find out out. (laughs) as you you said we don't know because we don't know we don't know what Arsenal's going to turn up do Mm. we? we we know every game no one knows what I'll tell, I'll tell you what, though. I would have quite liked Granada simply because their main focal point is Robert Soldado, <laughs> and that can yeah. only go one that can you know that can go one of two ways. Whereas he, he scores the winner to send us out, which is brilliant for narrative purposes, or he's absolutely useless like he was in the Premier League, and we go through. Yeah. It's, it's going to be a tough one. I I, I don't know how confident I am of going to Prague and getting a result. Well, we need a result in the first leg. Yeah, That's the most what I mean, thing. I think we need a solid three or four cushion to to like have confidence. We nearly blew it against Olympiacos. 
Yeah. Like, I know it was only one, but that could have been two or three very easily. <laughs> I, th- I think I think we're dreaming if we're going to get four goals. No, yeah. I'm not saying we will, but I'm saying it's that sort of cushion that we need to just be explosive and go for it. But also, like, don't concede that away goal. Because you go to Prague, they get an early goal, they sit back and we're out. You know, you know, really tough I'd love to know. Do. Yes, You know how Thomas Suchek was telling them how to play against Leicester? I'd love to know what he told them about us. Oh, yeah. Oh Do you reckon God, he yeah. just phoned them up and goes, yeah, they're shit, don't worry about it. Yeah, no, fine. I, think said, I think he said, you'll score a lot of goals against them, but <laughs> they can hurt you if they want to. Yeah. And it's, do we want to? Because I don't want to be in a position where we're 2-0 down at the Emirates and then have to go and go score three or four, especially in the first leg. But then I don't know if we have enough about us to, to be like, right, we're going to take this, we want to win this fucking competition. And we go and blitz him. I think this is a real litmus test for Arteta. Yeah, I mean definitely. a lot of them have been, but I think that if he lo- if he goes out here, I know it's Slavia Prague, and they've been Leicester, and they've been Rangers, but it is Slavia Prague with all respect to them. They're having a good season, but it's still you know if they if they knock us out and we're suddenly tenth without European football, I think a lot of Arteta fans will sort of start turning turning around. Sort is of he's put on the line. No. I don't think it is, no. But, no, I don't think it is. I'm in a really position because I want to be able to trust it and be like, right, we won a cup last year, we've done... But it's regression. But there's a, po- but there's a point where it's not always... The, you know, we've had the same, almost the same team now for the past, what, three years. We've got the same sort of players and the same thing's happening. So it, uh, it's not always Arteta. <laughs> We're signing it's better players though. Down, but it's down to the players as well. And I think it's all, it's down to the squad that we have at the moment. It's simply not good enough. And there's players there that don't want to play for Arsenal. You can just see they... Yeah, no, of course. Do you know what I mean? It's not always Arteta. And I think that's the... Re- there, there's... Arteta, I, I, I have a full back in. I fall back, you know, I have my full confidence with him. But it's that same thing where it's similar with Emery. There needs to be that trust from the players and that passion and the want to play for Arsenal. Yeah. I think the Cronkies are so important in this because if they see 10th, they're like, we're losing more money than we have without fans. There's more discontent. We've got worse since Wenger. We've got worse since Emery. We've got worse since Arteta's first season. And I'm just worried, like, I'm playing devil's advocate. I don't think they're going to sack it. It'll cost too much money. But That, that, is, that is the crux of the issue, isn't it? it was, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, but commercially, as a product of Arsenal Football Club, from going to 20-plus years of Champions League, to dropping out, to sacking your best manager ever, arguably, or yeah, definitely yeah. in the most recent period, to then Europa League losing in the final, f- f- sixth, then eighth with an FA Cup, argue tenth with no trophy. We've got progressively worse. I know it's the squad. I know. Does it come to a point, though, if, if we finish tenth, eleventh with no trophy? Is that is that good enough for, for us? Okay, let me let me phrase it another way. How many Premier League teams do you think Mohamed El Neni would start regularly for? Um, uh, seriously, or <laughs> no, it, on, completely seriously, because he wasn't good enough for us three years ago, two years ago. We loaned him out. He, I don't think he's got any better. 
sure, he's managed to start shooting from 30 yards, <laughs> but he's not actually got any better as a footballer. He still works very hard, but he's I still mean, technically very limited. I mean, he gets into, he gets into a Sam Allardyce team, doesn't he? Oh, yeah, but Ainsley <laughs> Maitland-Niles gets into a Sam Allardyce team. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean... Um, I mean, he doesn't get into any team in the current top ten. Oh, no, definitely Oh, no, but he, he gets into Arsenal. I mean, this is what... Standards. Standards have dropped. We need money. We need money from the Cronkies because El Nenny isn't good enough. But then, if, we're, if we've got Sebastian on loan, he's not going to come back. Torreira wants to go to Argentina. Or... <laughs> we've signed Partey great but put a decent midfielder alongside him oh, don't have to spend 60 million on Husamawa and put in two solid midfielders in there go out and splash the cash over guard get a good centre attack midfield and build a team around our best midfielder which is Partey and don't put him alongside someone who failed at Besiktas last year do you think um, if we do finish 10 with no silverware do you reckon that's a big enough wake up call for the Cronkies to actually start putting money into the club or do you think it'll be the same old, same old? I mean, it, I think it drives them away from the club. It's just like, oh, we're like, this is a failing product. I'll put more money, in, money into the LA Rams or where, whatever team he owns. Um, and I mean, maybe he sells us. I know we're still commercially a massive brand, but yeah, but maybe he cashes out. Maybe he sees that it's not working. I think he's going to, well, they are going to be quite balanced about it. I mean, we... All the reports we have suggest that they funded the Thomas Party deal. But I think the problem is that we they is they're a lot like Wenger in that they haven't really moved with the times and they're not willing to accept the fact that you have to buy trophies now. Yeah. You know, this isn't this isn't the early two thousands, even the early twenty tens. Everybody can afford to spend over 100 million in a window. Look at Aston Villa. They came up and spent 140 million. I mean, Man City City are going to spend 100 million on one player. and They're going to sign more than one player this summer. I mean, you expect expect Haaland's gone in the summer and he's going to Man City as a replacement. Although us fans don't want to, you know, accept the fact that spending money does, you know, bring you silverware. But it... It does. it does. We don't, want, we don't want to be like a Man City or Chelsea to the extent where mm. we've got oil, like not oil money, but we've got money coming in from people who can A, afford and B, want to make a success of a club. And we'll do that by bringing in the best players. Or someone who's um, got... Yeah. To be fair, Cronkite is more interested in his NFL team. Yeah. Mm. That's what makes him the money. He's American. There's more passion. There's more interest in there. Whereas you look at people who have bought football clubs because there's a passion, there's an interest in, in making that a success. And I don't know whether it's Cronkite, whether it's Stan Cronkite and wants to, he takes charge of the Rams and leaves Josh in charge of us, whether it's new ownership, what, what we need. But it's, it's not good enough. And I don't think they'll sack Arteta this season, but if we get worse, if we keep getting worse... And we don't get anything, then he's gone next year. Well, yeah, I mean, I was thinking, I was thinking about this still. I've been doing a lot of depressing thinking about Arsenal in the last three or four days since the game. Um, and everyone, you know, was was saying how we compare to Liverpool and all this, that, and the other in terms of we're in a process and all of this about Klopp's first season or Klopp's second season. And then you look at the sales that they managed to get. 
in a pre-COVID market with like Jordan Ibe, Dominic Solanke, you know, obviously Coutinho is the big one, but they sold really well around them. They sold Danny Ward for nine million. Emery Chan. Yeah, yeah, I mean, Arsenal don't have any value in their squad. Apart no, we do. No, we do. from Saka, Martinelli, Tierney, who you don't want to sell. No, I mean, I think I think there's our problem is contracts. We've got it's it's contracts, and I think it's our recruitment and whoever's in charge of transfers we've let go. I think because Joe Willock, yeah, that's for me. Joe Willock, love him. Arsenal Youth Academy, not good enough to get into this team. Young English, you said with three years left on it, three four years left on his contract, three years maybe. He'll go for 15, 20. You look at Brewster went for stupid money and, <laughs> and hasn't scored for Sheffield United. Mm. If we if we had two or three years left on um, and Ketia, Willock, Maitland-Niles, those players that, frankly, aren't good enough at the moment for Arsenal. Oh, so, look, you can get 15, 20 million for young yeah. English talent. But, so, but this, but this is the thing, isn't it? We don't have that much on their contracts. I think Nketiah's got 12 months. Lacazette's got 12 months. Guendouzi's got 12 months. Everybody... Oh, this summer, it's, it, we've got a lot of players on one-year contracts. I think I think someone said 11 <laughs> players in our first Charles, team. Charles Watts did it all with what we've have, got out there. Have got like 12 months or 18 or 24 or whatever months left on their contracts. And because we either don't sign them up fast enough or we don't sell them quick enough, we are in this position where Lacazette could feasibly, you know, we in, he's a he's a 30 million pound striker probably to the right buyer. He could go for 15 in the summer because we know he can walk away on a free the next summer. You look at someone like Balogun with we've not had a quick enough. He wants to say we want to keep him, but He's, he'll have better offers now. He can walk away now for free to anywhere he wants outside of England. That in a year, two years' time, even now, you you look and say, say maybe 10, 15 million for a 19-year-old. Yeah, we just, we, we're not very good at selling players, which is kind of very difficult on um, when you're trying to run a self-sustaining model. And we're also not very good at buying players, which again makes it quite difficult. We've got better at the buying players, but well, I haven't seen us... Like we've paid off uh, Socrates, we've paid off Mustafi. Is Mustafi gone or is he on loan? Because I've read he's gone. Lazanac is on loan, I think. That's what I read. But then I read an article. Like I read uh, uh, articles last couple of days, being like, "Oh, that the online Arsenal starts completely been frozen out. He won't play again for Schalke." Which I, th- I thought we got rid and he's gone on a free and Lazanac was on loan. So yeah, I think that is the case because Lazanac. I don't know well, whether they're reporting it wrong or whether we just remembered it wrong. Um, we could we could talk for a lot longer in a, <laughs> for a lot more episodes. Or maybe we will about Arsenal's transfer policy and recruitment. And but Olympiacos, uh, not Olympiacos. We beat Olympiacos. God, it's been so long yeah. you've done this. You can tell. <laughs> um, Slavia Prague, home, first leg Thursday. Ben, how do you see this one going? Can you can you pull a prediction or a set of analysis of what's going to happen out? Not really. Um, I've what I've only seen Slavia Prague in the four games that they have played against English teams. Uh, British teams, yeah, British teams <laughs> in the European. That's going to come at you. <laughs> um, yeah, I just think 
They tend to be very compact. They work hard for each other. They've got some quality in their side, but it shouldn't be anything to really worry Arsenal in terms of if you're looking at relative squad value, relative squad, you know, how much they cost, yeah, how yeah. good they are perceived to be. But they work very, very hard. Um, and, you know, you can't put a value on that. That's something that we've found out to yeah. our cost this season. Um, and I think they're going to be very compact. They're going to look to try and break up our break up our progressive lines. Um, it's it's quite difficult to predict, really, because as Jack says, you never know which Arsenal are going to turn up. And if well, Arsenal the team selections massive, because you look at that, you'd be like, right, Tierney's out, Odegaard's probably out, Xhaka, Saka, Smith Rowe, and then we'll get a front, we'll get a front three of Bavia on the left, Pepe on the right, no, really, through no, the middle, we'll lack no. up top. <laughs> We'll probably get Cedric at left back. I can't see him dropping Saka back to left back. No, again. Oh, please don't. Please don't. Um, Saka probably back on the right. Smith Rowe back in the middle, so Martin Keown will be over the moon. Um, <laughs> I'd love to see Martinelli on the left, but I reckon we'll see Pepe. Aubameyang, doesn't he? He has to. He has to chop him. Like, don't, like we all celebrated when he said that new contract and sort of Arsenal teased it and then there was <laughs> the mask and the Tyler. It's not been a good season. Like I think he's on what twelve is he still on twelve goals or something, thirteen goals or something like that? Which Premier League striker you I think I think he's on that, isn't he? Or is he on yeah, like, I have no idea. I, I think, think he's on I think he's on twelve thirteen. I think it's I think he's one on of them. That twelve mark, yeah. Which I mean, for a normal striker is fine. But someone of his standards and his expectations, and the wage he's on, and the wage, well. and, yeah. the fact, and the fact that he does nothing else apart from score goals for our team. Yeah, he's not very good anywhere else. <laughs> Look, um, score prediction then, Ben, because this could go anyway. You're right, but be bold. We've got we've got a day to go before the game. I'm going to say that, and I'm going to pull this one completely out of my ass. I'll be honest. <laughs> um, I'm going to say that they're going to have a bollocking after the Liverpool game. Some of them are going to wake up. Xhaka coming back is going to be huge. Saka is going to be brilliant again. We're going to win 4 1. Oh, oh, I hope so. You think we're going to score four goals? God, wow. Yeah. Uh, um, same thing about coming back from Liverpool. Arthur wasn't happy. So that's what I'm hoping for. They get a, you know, they get a bit of a boost from a, get a bit of a telling off. So, I'm not going to go, you know, I'm not going to say we're going to score, score four goals. I'm not going to be go, silly uh, about it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm going to say, I think, I'm going to be, I think, I think we'll win, but I don't think we'll win, you know, with a big margin. I think, I think we'll win one nil and then we're going to have to proper go for it away. I think. Do, you, do you think we'll go through? I think we will. Yeah. I reckon, I we well, I'll go. Yeah. As I say, I reckon we'll win four one in the first leg. I reckon we'll lose the second leg two one. <laughs> and we'll go through just yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's really hard I want to say it's going to be 3 or 4 nil. it's going to be comfortable you can never say that with us <laughs> like you can, um, I'm going to say 3-1 okay it's hopeful that's quite good for you I think yeah I, th- I, think, it <laughs> might, I think it might be 2-1 or but you've got a, if you put optimism out in the air surely you get something back speak or, it into existence mate yeah Something like that theory should work. Uh, so I'm going to go 3-1. Uh, 
just hope for the best, really. We'll go through. We need to go through. Yeah. Um, and then, who, who do we have in the next round if we go through? Villarreal or... Villarreal or... Oh, God, who are they playing? Is it Ajax? Or Ajax? Uh, it's the other side of the draw. Um, I can't remember who they're playing, then. I just hope we get Villarreal. I really want to. No, you don't. Yeah, I do. Don't say these things. You're a great tie. <laughs> we don't want Villarreal. Emery, Emery's the Euro, Europa League master. Well, apart from when he manages Arsenal. Yeah, apart from <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Apart from, yeah. Um, let me just get up who they've got. Dino Zagreb, obviously. Oh, of course. Cool. Okay. That'd be fun. Yeah, that'd be really fun. Yeah. I mean, you, you'd, you'd hope for Zagreb at that time, wouldn't you? And then, then who, who's the worst team? The Granada final. Arsenal Granada. Granada final. <laughs> I tell you what, I'd love, I'd love Granada to not Man United out. That'd be so funny. Well, yeah, it'd be so good. But then they'll lose to Ajax. We'll get Ajax in the final and do what United couldn't. Don't do what United did, and then we'll probably lose to them. But that's 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 a few weeks away. <laughs> go away. Um, that's it for now. It's it's been a bit depressing of an episode <laughs> for our return. Uh, although we're laughing now. Um, we're crying inside. <laughs> you yeah. never know with Arsenal. Um, so Olympia. No, it's not Olympiacos. I keep saying Olympiacos. It is Slavia Prague on a Thursday, Europa League, quarterfinal, home. Are we at a stupid o'clock or are we at normal European? We're at eight o'clock. Eight o'clock. Yeah. Normal, normal European tie. Um, thank you for watching or listening, whatever you've done, probably watching. Um, make sure to like, subscribe, comment, share, follow these two. <laughs> and we'll catch you next time on Friday after Arsenal's 4 1 win. <laughs> See you next time. Sports Social Podcast Network.